Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. talking about never never the same you're never the same again the last few weeks we've been talking about encountering God uh, we're seeking God on what should I say the end of the year is coming what should I say to live what should I say to the church he said tell them they need an encounter with me or to expect or prepare for an encounter with me and I'm like okay um, uh, you can be in the presence of someone and not encounter them and I don't want you to be in the presence of God and never encounter him when, you're in, when you encounter someone or something, uh, well, Jesus and God, you're never the same again. Has anybody ever had an encounter where you were never the same again? With God, I mean, with God. With God. You don't have to raise your hand again. Don't feel the pressure. I'm the only one on my road. If it's not you, it's cool. That's why you're here this morning. But there's an encounter that's not just goosebumps. That's not just, oh, I felt something. That's not just, I'm crying and I don't know why. It's not just that. There's an encounter you can have with God and that you will have with God if you haven't, where you are never the same again and you are changed for the better. All right. We were talking about how Jacob encountered God or an angel. He was left alone. All right. Don't be afraid to be by yourself. People just fill their lives with company and with social media and just fill your mind with just stuff uh, because of the fear of being lonely or the displeasure of loneliness. Uh, if you're alone, you're never, well, you, you can feel lonely, but you're never alone. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But Jacob was left alone, and there an angel wrestled with him. The Bible says a man. Many believe it was an angel or, let's say, the, the, a, a presence, a, a godly spiritual encounter that Jacob had. And the Bible says he wrestled with an angel. Every angel that visited man in the Bible brought good. I was reading when, when the angel visited Zachariah, Zacharias, who was the husband of Elizabeth, who was the cousin of Mary, who is the mother of Jesus. Broke that all the way down for you guys. The angel visited Zacharias and said, you're going to have a child. You know, your wife is going to have a kid. He said, man, how is this going to happen? I'm old. The angel shut his mouth. He couldn't speak anymore until the baby was born, which was John the Baptist. But the angel said, why did you say that? He said, I am a messenger of God to bring you good tidings. Why are you fighting me trying to be good to you? Why, why, why are you fighting that? And most of the time, when I say you're going to encounter God, you're going to be, never be the same again. He's going to change you. We fight that change. That's why I brought that whole scenario up. Don't fight this good change. Because what's good for you is not always good to you. I'm going to say that slower and walk this way. What's good for you is not always good to you. I hated vegetables growing up. Still low-key do now. I said, I'd rather have the Flintstones vitamins. Just keep my peas away from me. I don't like vegetables. My wife don't like carrots to this day. Go ahead, go ahead. But you look like one, but it's all right, baby. <laughs> a cute carrot. You're the cutest carrot on the, on the whole shelf. You feel me, baby? You a, you a, you a slaying carrot, though. You feel me? <laughs> so a lot of things that are good for us are not good to us 
so we stay away from it and receive sickness. We would rather receive a lower level of existence than endure the uncomfortability of better. Endure the uncomfortability of the process of better. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Don't fight. I know y'all listening. I know. I know it's like student teacher, but I don't like that. I like conversational ministry. Like I say something, you say something. <laughs> Never mind. Be quiet. Never mind. <laughs> Often we fight it. When an angel visited anybody, the first thing was fear or never ain't gonna happen. We we fight good because certain things for us are too good to be true. Only because of what we've been exposed to. From heaven's view, what the God is telling you is normal. It's his plan for your life. <laughs> I'm about to bless you so good you're not gonna have a want in your life. <laughs> I know, that can't, we say that's not possible because of our reality and our limited exposure. From God's point of view, he's like, what's wrong with you? Like, like Jesus marveled at people's disbelief. To marvel is kind of like, not be confused because I don't want to say our Savior was ever confused. But it's like, I, what are y'all doubting about? Like, healing is normal to me. A miracle to you, normal to me. You understand what I'm saying? So don't fight the good that God is trying to invite into your life and bring into your life because he is good. He doesn't have good with him. He is good. God is made out of good. Amen? So we're talking about encountering God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. I'm going to talk about God the Son this week or at least start it uh, so, we can, so, we, so we can move on. Today's subject will be, I'm going to talk about the cure, right? The cure. The cure. excited. The cure. The Bible says, in the beginning, we know was the word and the word was with God, right? So it says, in the beginning, Amplified Version says, in the beginning, before all time, was the word. Christ. <laughs> and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. <laughs> he was continually existing in the beginning, continually with God. Okay. I, I always was a little taken by the scripture. And I always had to like kind of sit and look. In the beginning was the word, which is Jesus. And the word was with God and the word was God. The same in the beginning. It's like, I, I love this though. In the beginning, before all time. Well, first of all, let's think about how, I'm sorry y'all. I'm not going to keep y'all all day. But this is, this is, I told my wife last night, how am I going to, it should be normal, but preach Jesus or God. This is like the biggest, I'd rather talk about y'all problems. Because that's like five things. God and Jesus is like, I'm so beneath worthy of trying to attempt to do this. But it's my assignment, so indulge me. In the beginning, before time, think about how vast God is, right? Before time, I ain't going to go into that, was the word Christ. And the word was with God and the word was God. So uh, the word is, am I going to say this now? Most people know me by my, my words, right? But I exist before I speak. <laughs> I'm sorry. So my words are still here even though I'm, my words exist. 
You can say something to my wife like, hey, your husband said, you know, go outside to the car. He ready to leave. He ain't going to be. She'd be like, that ain't him. He'd be standing around talking to everybody. She knows me by my words. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So you know a person based on the words. So we know God based on Jesus. I mean, by his words. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere. So I exist before I speak. So before I speak is me. Okay, so hold on, 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 hold on. Let's, let's go to the next scripture before I go in because I'm about to go in. <laughs> All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. All right? So in the beginning was the word, who is Jesus. The word in the beginning of all time, the word was with God. The word was God. Right. All things were made through him, through Jesus, through God's word. So he's telling you how all things came into existence. God spoke it. Let there be light. Boom. Jesus said, what? What's up? Can you all imagine a person opening their mouth and a person walking out? I'm trying to bring it to you. That's Jesus. He's God's word. Which is why he can't lie, because he, he exists only when God speaks. If you can see the side of my mouth and, and words coming out, if I say hello, you have to see hello because I said it. You can't see goodbye when I say hello. That's too deep. Okay, I'm going to bring it back. So, so the word, words are secondary. Thoughts are first. I'm, is this too deep, y'all? Okay, so can I, I need to break something down to you all. Words are secondary, really like third and fourth and dairy, really. I don't even know that's a word. Thoughts are before that, and before your thoughts are, is who you are. It's your being, okay? I know I'm going, I love this. I'm going back to school for, for, for uh, what is it, babe? Neurological, uh, neurological something, study of the brain and the mind. I love it. I'm just all into it, so I'm going back to school for that. I'm saying back to school like I ever went to college. But anyway, <laughs> I never went to college. I don't even have my diploma because I didn't turn in my band uniform. I'm like, man, I don't know where that uniform is at. It was ugly. I always wore my own outfit. That uniform is, uh, you know it's ugly. You know it's ugly. Anyway, I'm back. <laughs> Get your diploma, kids. Anyway. So before I speak are my thoughts. Before my thoughts is me. So based on who I am, I lean towards certain thoughts. Thoughts come to me based on who I already am. Okay, so I was watching a commercial last night as God was giving this to me, and there was a little boy on TV, and he was, it was in this commercial, and I was like, oh, that's a nice kid. He's Probably just getting started in the industry. Most people get started with commercials in the industry. He's probably going to be a good actor when he grows up. So I'm looking at TV and those thoughts are coming to me based on who I am. A pedophile will look at that and be like, he cute. Because that's who he is. So the thoughts that come to you are based on who you are at the core. Some of y'all looking at me right now like, why his pants so high? Other of y'all are looking like, I love this word, based on who you are. <laughs> based on who you are, thoughts are presented. This is a deep thing, man. This is deep. 
Seriously, every thought don't come to me because I'm not everything. I'm not attracted to children so I can watch anything and be like, and to the pure, all things are pure. To the ratchet, all things are ratchet. To the righteous, all things are righteous. So you got to ask, why are these thoughts coming to me? Who am I? There are certain thoughts that are presented to you based on who you are. I'm in the industry. I understand it. I looked at the kid and said, he's getting his start in the industry. Commercials are first, and maybe he'll move to acting. All of this without saying a word. So now, based on who you are and how you are, because it depends on your mood too, thoughts come. And depending on how you are, thoughts uh, are, are accepted. You accept certain thoughts. And then based on who you are, how you are, and who you're around, words are spoken. Do it again. I'm going to do it again. You got that? Did you get it? I know it's deep. I'm going to come back because I know people don't like to think in church. You just want to be like, hey, I feel good. We just want to feel good. I got it. But this is a thinking church right here. We actually bring our brains to church. Look at your neighbor and say, bring your brain to church. This is important. All right? Based on who you are, thoughts are presented. Based on who and how you are, thoughts are accepted. Based on who you are, how you feeling, and who you're around, words are chosen. I don't get up here and say, what up, homie, y'all good? Even though that might be me in another setting. Based on who I am, how I'm feeling, and who I'm around, my words are chosen. Yo, man, words are powerful. Be careful what you say and how you, that's why words are so powerful. That's why God would rather be silent. Because that's why he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of good, because I am good. See, my thoughts of you are good because I am good. So if your thoughts of someone is perverted, who are you? She dressed sexy every week. She, uh, she knows she needs to cover that up. No, who are you? Why are you thinking? Okay. See, when I grew up, you, the, the women couldn't wear their toes out. They couldn't wear earrings. They couldn't wear lipstick. They couldn't wear... And I don't think it was holiness more so than it was weakness from leadership. Or, or never mind. So they made the woman cover up everything. <laughs> so I can function. No, you need to check you. Okay. It's quiet. I feel religion again. Check yourself. Now, I'm not saying women ought to be promiscuous and whatever, but I am saying that how are you so weak that you can't handle somebody's ankle? You might as well stay away from the mall, stay away from the beach, turn your TV off, throw your phone in the toilet. The toilet. You can't handle an ankle. You in bad shape. So cover your ankle so I can praise God. God ain't more powerful than an ankle. Okay, y'all, your thoughts come based on who you are. So I was talking to my wife this morning about somebody who used to be in our lives, and I was like, I really miss him. He did me wrong. He betrayed me. You know, I was like, hey, for the last seven, six, couple of years, I've been like, yeah. Oh, well, he don't hit me, I don't hit him. He don't talk to me, I don't talk to him. 
That's just how it is. But this morning I thought, like, who am I to think thoughts begrudgingly? Why do thoughts of him go through a grudge filter? I'm not free. All my thoughts of him are still angry. He's been out of my life for years. He used to sing with me. He, he's been out of my life for years. And I, every time I think, I don't follow him no more because I don't want to see him. That's weakness. That ain't strength. Y'all. I said, babe, I'm not healed. I'm thinking I'm being strong by holding up my wall. You never have access to me. Who are you? I'm talking to myself. I had to think, why do the thoughts come to me? Who am I first before that thought? I need to change that because I don't want to keep thinking that. Y'all. Who am I? Why do those thoughts come, yo? What do I expose myself to that lean me to thoughts like that? Everybody could be in the same movie thinking different things. First of all, if Holly Berry is in it, I'm going to be like, oh, my Lord. Because I like Holly. I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. Everybody ain't thinking the same. Lady's gonna be in there like, okay, she all right. She getting old now, get over it, Ty. But that's because that's who you are. So more than changing things and changing, who am I? So, you, so when you say words, it's like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. You, it was in you, it just bypassed your mind. It came out so quick in your mind and say, no, 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 no. Because you got a lot of those thoughts in your mind. Like, hold on. Y'all know, don't make me like live. I need y'all to make some noise in here. You know I ain't the only one. You got a whole lot of thoughts right now in church. And your mind like, stop, 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 Say hallelujah instead of your breath stink. <sighs> Say hallelujah instead of leave me alone. So when you say I ain't mean to say that, that just means it bypassed your mind. It got out. Like, it got out. So you always mean what you say. So if something comes out that you didn't mean to say, you need to change who you are. The Bible calls it repent. Oh. Repent means to change your thinking, change your ways. So God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, they're good because I am good. So thoughts that are presented to me when it comes to you are good. I want to stay here a little longer, but I'm going to keep moving. But did y'all get that point? Yes. Come back Wednesday. Y'all know how we break it down a little even more on Wednesdays. I got to change who I am, man. I got to change it. If the thoughts presented to me are a certain way, that's not outside influence only. Because I've been exposed to things that I'm not interested in. That I don't think about ever. Even though I've been exposed to it. 
And if your mind brings you back something old, see, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit brings things back to your remembrance, godly things, the Word. If old stuff come back, what in you wants to have it? Like, I've just been hitting my stomach ever since this revelation. This is my encounter I had this week that changed me. This is what I'm telling y'all right here. God encounter. If old thoughts come back, what's bringing it back? Something in you is not free or still desires what was. Check it, change it. Okay, so nothing was made without him. <laughs> Next scripture says, in him was life. And the life was light, was the light of men. Jesus had life. I don't think he was boring. I don't think he was too quiet. Like y'all, I don't think he was, in him was life. He was full of life. Pick up your bed and walk. Whoa! I think he was like full of life. That's why he was so charismatic and people followed him. When he fed the 5,000, they had followed him for three days without eating. Yeah, I want y'all to hear that. Some of y'all waiting now for me to end so you can eat it. I understandeth you and I shall end sooneth. They followed him for days without eating. Imagine the charisma, the life, the excitement, the wisdom, the revelation to follow somebody for days. That means you're far from your house. That means nothing else matters when I'm in his presence. That means nothing is more important than this right here. That means I'm unconscious of all other things when I'm conscious of him. Some of us are too conscious of other things and we can't readily receive Jesus. Who cares about anything else when it comes to him? Get in his presence and let him give you perspective. In him was life, and that life was the light of men, and the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Darkness could not understand the light or defeat it or overcome it, other scriptures say. The darkness cannot overcome the light. I love that it says the light shined in darkness. Light exists, but it shines when it's dark. That's why God lets some of your situations get dark. So he can, boom, shine right in it. <laughs> in the words of Eddie Murphy in the movie Vampire in Brooklyn, he said, if every day is a sunny day, then what's a sunny day? Y'all need to watch movies. You get saved, I'm telling you. If every day is a sunny day, what's a sunny day? It's just a day. Right. So he has some days cloudy so you can appreciate the sunny days. Y'all, oh gosh, God sets himself up to get more glory out of your life. The way he sets himself up to get more glory is by allowing your situation to get worse ooh, and worse and worse that when I show up and change it, I get more glory. I could have got glory at this level, but I'm going to wait and get, I'm going to get glory at this level. You would have praised me on this level, but I'd rather wait for that praise right there. You could have praised me right here, but if I wait a little longer, if it don't go your way, if it get a little worse, I'll get praise on this level. If you're going through something this morning and it seems like it's getting worse, let me encourage you right now. God is setting himself up to get more glory, more praise, more worship, more adoration out of you. If you believe it, scream. Don't believe me, just watch. Lazarus is sick. 
sick. Lazarus is sick. Come heal him. If Jesus would have came, he would have got sick level praise. Woo! He waited. I'll be there. Something on my foot. What is that on my foot? Jesus, Lazarus is sick. Come see him. What is this on my sandals? All right, I'm cool, y'all. John, Thomas, Thaddeus, I look good? I'm good? Jesus, Lazarus is waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm cool, though? I'm cool? Jesus is stalling like. With people he cared about. Because he wanted to get more glory out of them. Because understand, they were familiar with him. Oh, God. To the point where when he got there, they said, if you had have been here, my brother would not have died. Because I know you on the healer level. <laughs> God said, I know. I understand. I'm sorry about all that. But he's not dead. He's sleeping. He shall rise again. I know, Jesus. I know he'll rise on that day. I got it. But I know he'll rise on the resurrection. But that hasn't happened yet. I am the resurrection. Allow me to prove this to you. Lazarus! Woo! Lazarus! Come forth out of nowhere. Her dead brother, who was dead for four days, came out of the grave. Woo! Some of y'all about to give God grave praise. Woo! Oh, I feel like running in here. Woo! You gave him sick praise before. You gave him confused praise before. But God said, I'm setting myself up to get grave praise out of you. Situations you thought was dead and over. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back. I'm gonna... Somebody give it to him right now. Ow! Let me go. Grave praise. Great praise. Great praise. Great praise. Great praise. I know him on the providing my food level. Y'all give him food praise. Y'all been giving him gas money praise. Y'all been giving him mortgage praise. Y'all been giving him tuition praise. Y'all been, oh no, y'all been giving him McDonald's and Chick-fil-A praise. Thank God for this, but he's about to up the ante a little bit. He's going to let your situation get a little bit worse. And you're going to have divorce praise. Because you thought, okay, y'all quiet. Cancer praise. Oh. I'm going to let it get that much worse. When I show up, the darkness is going to be like, comprehend it not. Darkness is like, how did that happen? The evil in your life is like, I thought we had her. <laughs> the problems in your life like, I thought this was it. But you're about to bust out. Some of y'all get your Superman and Superwoman on and say, I'm about to bust out of this thing. Cause I'm a little younger than y'all. I see that right now because y'all not going with me on all my goofy, corny illustrations. I'm going to try one more time. Tell your name. I'm about to bust out. Okay, six more y'all did it. Six more. Everybody's so cool in this church. I ain't about to do that. He crazy. You better go. You better preach. Had me busting out my good shirt. Preach, bro. 
Y'all so cool. <laughs> Don't be so cool, you get cold. <laughs> Who is that? I love you, whoever that is over here. I see, I love you. So the word became flesh. That word became flesh. The next scripture. The word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. So that word that was just air, that you just, you can't see my words, it became flesh. So Jesus essentially came to be like, this is what he was saying, y'all. Everything Jesus said, did was, this is what he's saying. Y'all didn't get it. See, he said, he gave you the law, thou shalt not, and all that. Okay, don't worry about that. This he just came 40 and two generations, like, boom. This is what he meant. This is what he meant. Walking like Jordan, like, this is what he meant. It's cool. He was, he was, I'm trying to engage y'all. I'm trying to get to keep you. Jesus came and lived his word. I'm not going to stay on that. He was the father's only son. This is why Jesus came. Let me move it quick. This is just the first introductory thing of the Jesus segment of the series. So let me just give overviews. I'm not going to try to break everything down, which I've been doing, so let me move it quickly. His only begotten son. We all know the scripture, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's a few words in here I just want to talk about. Just mention, really. So loved. That so is everything because that's his response to your excuse so God's about to bless you well you don't understand Ty I, I've been molested and I've, I've so somebody over here went well I was the one that molested somebody so I knew it would get quiet right there God loves the molesters let me free y'all right here. I know it hurts, and if you've been through it, I'm sorry, and be free in the name of Jesus. But it's not only the, see, he saw the molester has a wrong view of themselves. They need to see how God sees them. That's why you need to learn to forgive people that hurt you, because they don't know who they are, and they don't know who they're messing with. Y'all, did y'all hear what I just said? They don't have the right view of themselves and they definitely ain't got the wrong, they definitely got the wrong view of you too. You need to forgive people. God loves the molester. He loves the murderer. Oh, I know this hurts. So that's his answer. So you're, you're so loved. Whatever it is that's putting you be, between him, you and blessings, like I'll never get that because I so. And Jesus is that word. Jesus is the so. He's the mediator. Between you and God's blessings. Somebody else say thank you, Jesus. Another word, whosoever. No, go back. I'm still on that. I know I, know I should move. Whosoever believeth in him. Whosoever believeth in him. Whosoever believeth in him. Whoever believes in him. Black people, white people, Asian people, Puerto Rican people, Latin. Whoever, sinner, saint, good person, bad person. Whoever, short, tall, skinny, fat. Whoever, straight, gay, lesbian, trying to figure it out. Whoever, murderer, liar, thief. Whoever believes. Whoever believes. And I know religious people don't like people in your club, but you might as well make some room because the whosoever's are coming. Tattoos, pierced.
piercings. They're coming. Whoever believes will have everlasting life. My question to you this morning, do you believe? Live, do you believe? Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's a good God. He loved us so much that he gave his son so we can have life and not perish. I'm not going to go into all of this. The next scripture says, right after that, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So God didn't send Jesus to tell us everything we're doing wrong. And no preacher should glory in telling you everything you're doing wrong, as if they're doing everything right. No preacher should gloat in being above you. And you need it, and you need it, and you need it. No, unless he's preaching in the mirror. That's a different story. Jesus, the Son of God. My, this, is, this is not even talking about Jesus' agenda. It's talking about God's. God didn't send his son to condemn. God's intention for Jesus is not to condemn, but that the world will be saved through him. So he's trying to help us, not make us feel bad or condemn us. Hmm. Well, save us from what? Next scripture. Let me get y'all out of here. Look at what, babe, look at this. See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown us that we should be permitted to be named and counted as the children of God. And so we are for this reason. The world doesn't know us because it doesn't know him. I'm going to keep going. Let me, let me, I'm not, I can't go into that. I can't go into that. Skip to, I can't do that one now. Go to the ninth one because I'm trying to make a point. You know that he appeared, that one. You know that he appeared in invisible form as a man in order to take away sins. And in him there is absolutely no sin for he is neither the sin nature, nor has, committed, nor has he committed sin, acts worthy of blame. The next one, really quick, and I'm going to get out of here. This is the point I'm trying to make, y'all. The one who practices sin, separating himself from God and offending him by acts of disobedience, indifference, or rebellion, is of the devil and takes his inner character and moral values from him, not God. For the devil has sinned and violated God's law from the beginning, but... The Son of God appeared for this purpose. To destroy, I feel this thing, to destroy the works of the devil. I can't even go into everything else. I'm going to stop right here. Jesus came not to love us. He came as an expression of the Father's love towards us. Jesus came to save us. Jesus only exists for this purpose. He appeared for this purpose. He could have stayed his invisible self in God, but he had to come here 
Because there's an issue. There's a problem. And I know we like, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love. I'm coming to you. Jesus, because he first loved me. She's not Jesus, but I love her too. We all love Jesus. And we should. But the reason why he's here is because we're sick. We shouldn't keep praising and loving this Jesus and never getting cured. He only came, I'm going to end it right here. I have so much. To, please keep coming back, y'all. He only exists because of the sin sickness, which is why a lot of other religious beliefs don't really deal with Jesus. Like Buddhists and Muslims, and it's just like, Hindu, just be a good person. It's a lot of people and give them stuff. Be nice, pay for someone's Starbucks or something. Just be kind and you do good things and good things will happen. It's called karma. <laughs> I didn't find karma in the Bible, but that's fine. It's, you just do good. You just love others. You just go to your family. You just be good, 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 good. And then you go to heaven. They don't deal with Jesus because to deal with him is to acknowledge my sickness. So I'm staying away from that Jesus thing. That's the only reason why people don't, the, one of the main reasons why people don't deal with Jesus. Because he turns the magnifying glass on where the sickness is in my life. And I don't want to focus on my sickness, especially if I can still function with it. As long as we can ignore it and be okay, we'll never deal with our problems. I've had cavities in my mouth the size of, <laughs> but I never took care of it until it hurt. As long as I can function and keep eating Skittles, I'm good with a cavity in my mouth the size of the Grand Canyon. Even though that's a problem I should just fix, period. As long as I can function, I don't, I don't even want to acknowledge it. Until pain. Why life hurts sometimes. He's not trying to hurt you, but there are there are cavities in our lives we should have been took care of, but we and God says, Stop, fix it. I didn't create you to have cavities, I didn't create you to have sicknesses. And it's not that you don't like it, I don't like it. Because who is sin? Who is sin a sin to? Sin ain't sin to you. It's a good time to us. Who is, it, who is it a sin to? The devil don't care nothing about sin. It ain't hurting him. It ain't hurting us. We don't think. We're enjoying the moment. Or lifestyle. But it's God's perspective. I don't
don't like it. And I can say that because I cre woo, created you for something. And after I created you, I, oh gosh, I created you as one aspect of myself, the father. And then I bought you back as my son. I bought you. I paid for it. I'm going to talk about it in a minute or next week or whatever. I bought you. If I buy a toaster and my daughter is playing with it in the tub, not plugged up, but she's playing. I'm like, get that out the, get that out the tub. Because you'll destroy its functions, which is the reason why I bought it. You're going to get the inside all rusty and it ain't going to work and the wires will be all messed up by the time I dry it out and plug it back in. It won't work. Because you destroyed it with a certain lifestyle. I mean, you are damaging my functions. You don't even know the ins and outs of why I created you. And you're damaging it with what you call fun. You're damaging it so by the time I plug you up, you don't work. So it's not that I'm just mad at you. I want you to work. Oh, I hear you, God. I want you to work. Aren't you sick of things not working out in your life? When, are, when is the pain going to hit you? When are you going to say, I'm sick of things? I know I'm yelling, y'all. I'm just full. I'm not upset. Okay, y'all got me? Okay, I'm sorry I'm yelling, but ah. Uh, when are you going to get tired of stuff not working? You're just going to find something else that works for a season, then that's done. You're going to find something else that works for us instead of fixing one thing. We're sick. We're sick. Adam ate something that humanity was allergic to. He bit something that caused the whole bloodline of humanity to be diseased. And I love, uh, y'all excuse me, I love the word disease. Because it means that God wants our life to be easy. Dis-ease. Y'all, I love that they call sicknesses a dis-ease. Because that means you're supposed to have it easy. <laughs> I created your body to function easy. If it's not, that's a dis-ease. <laughs> I created your marriage to function easy. If it's not, it's a dis-ease. I created your finances to flow easy. If it's not, it's a disease. Ain't that good? And that minimizes it. Disease just look like this, but now it's dis-ease. That's all. We need to fix this so it can be easy again. Adam bit fruit. We all got sick. We're born sick. Some mothers who have HIV, who are HIV positive, when their kids are born, so are the kids. All sickness is not in the blood. Some are. So you can be born with dis-ease because of the sins of the father. So because of Adam, we're all born into this disease of sin. We're living is supposed to be easy, but now by the sweat of your brow, in pain, you give childbirth. It's not easy anymore. 
Because Adam let sin in. Oh, but there's a thing in my first closing. Well, actually my second. There's a thing called, there's a procedure in medicine called cord blood procedure. Well, they take, excuse me for being graphic, when your baby is born, they can take the blood of the umbilical cord and the placenta, store it, because in the cord blood are uh, 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 rejuvenating stem cells. <laughs> there are rejuvenating stem cells. So they can cut the cord, put the cord blood in a package. And those who need it, who have leukemia, cancer, even HIV and AIDS, they will give you this cord blood. They'll rejuvenate your stems, and you will be healed because of somebody else's blood. I'm about to run around the church, but I ain't going to do it. I said, I'm about to run around the church, but it's too big. Here's the procedure. Here's the procedure, cord blood. To, to prepare for a cord blood transplant, a patient will undergo procedures to destroy the diseased cells and the immune system to prepare for the infusion of the healthy cells. This step is important because without some method of lowering the immune system's defenses, it would attack the incoming cells and make the transplant difficult. So the first thing he does before he gives you new blood is destroy the one you got now. Before he gives you new thoughts, he destroys your thoughts now. Before he gives you new friends, the old friends leave. Because you can't put new wine in old wine skins. So before he pours in the new, he destroys the old. And we get so attached to the old, we never let it go, refusing the new. Don't hold on to what God is destroying. He's destroying it so he can give you healthy blood. He's, oh God, I can't have a new podium if this is still here. So what happens is they take it away first. If I'm like, no, no, I'll never receive better. And some of y'all are holding on to your thoughts like that. Hold it on to your habits just like that. Not understanding he's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to heal you. But I can't put the new on top of this because it will hinder the progress. So the first step is losing. And you think you're just losing. That's just the first step. There are more steps. <laughs> there are better steps. The procedure is similar to an IV injection. Following the infusion, the blood-forming cells... Okay, I'm going to go into all that. It's so good, though. So I'll do it Wednesday, because I want to get to another point in my final close. Jesus died. God packaged his blood. Put it in storage those who believe receive this new blood and we are healed God almighty I'm done please listen to this y'all I never want to bore you I hope y'all know that 
Okay, y'all listening? God Almighty. Any other king would approve this power by boom, just lightning, just. I mean, if I was the new king, if I was Jesus, the God of this world, I'd have, y'all, I'd have been showing off, like, I'd have been so showing off, y'all. Stuff would have just been blowing up as I get close to it. Boom! <laughs> Judas would have broke his legs on the way to betray him. Like, ah! Like, just something. That's how you show your power. No! Almighty God, the biggest and most recorded things he did was heal. Because that was a metaphor of what he was doing in our spirits. Blinded eyes, I'm bringing back to life because you don't even see who you are. People who are who had the issue of blood, issue of blood. Woman had the issue of blood. You got some generational bloodline curses that Jesus, oh God. The most thing he did was heal. I would have been teaching. I'd have been saying words they can't understand. Like, just sounds. <laughs> I let the whole sky go black for a second and then back. Like, See? He healed. He healed. He said the most thing you need is healing. You don't need to see power outside of you. You need to see it working. Oh, God, inside. The greatest thing, the greatest being did was heal. To the point where he's chilling in his homie's house. You got some food, y'all? Yeah, I got some food. Thank you. What's that? Oh, my mom, she has the flu. Be healed. Can I have some turnip, please, and some greens? He just healed somebody in the house that had the flu randomly. Because I ain't going to be in your presence and you not be cured. You can see how strong your sickness is when it's in the presence of the cure. If your habit is that strong, you ain't going to budge in the presence of God. Because your ways are stronger than his presence. But his desire is for us to be healed. Do you not know that your mind can be sick? That your heart can be sick. And I don't even mean physically. You just view everybody. Oh, you just, oh. I don't like low self-esteem because I, I don't like saying that, but just. Not an accurate view of yourself. So everybody's just better than you. Oh, she got that. Oh, she got that. Your heart is sick. You're depressed. You're stressed. You're distressed. Your heart is troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. It's sick. Only Jesus can cure that sickness. Only Jesus can cure the sickness of your mind. Only, only Jesus. And I'm doing an overview. But out of all the things I see Jesus as, I see him as the cure. I'm done. He just came to handle the sin issue, which is why when he went to the woman at the well, hey, if you drink of my well, you'll never thirst again. That's possible. Where can I find this water? (laughs) Where can I get this blessing, man? 
She wanted the blessing. That's, us, us, that's like us coming in praising God. I want him to bless me. Yeah, blessing, blessing. He said, I'll give you this water. Yes, thank you. We ready to get the blessing. He's going to bless you. Yes, he is. going to bless me too. going to bless me too. Gonna... But because he's Jesus, he had to handle her sin issue. Where's your husband? Uh, sir, I don't have a husband. You're right. You have five. And the one you're with now is not yours. I have to go. My son, hello, what? What you say? She left out the city. She left. She ran. She said, come see a man who told me all things. That was too much for her. Jesus is too much for us because he handles our sin issue. He cuts right to the core of the problem. I want to give you this water. I want to bless you, but let's handle that first because that's why I'm here. Don't run from Jesus just because he's trying to cure you. Don't run from Jesus just because you enjoy the sickness. Especially if you was born in it. It ain't dysfunction to you. It's function. Do not run from the cure. Who would do that? Who would be sick in your house? The doctor knocks on your door, the physician makes a house call, and you run out the house. Nobody. Why do we do that with Jesus? I got to do this one, Stephen. Don't put it up yet. But when he took the stripes, because I want to pray for everybody today. I have a specific prayer. When Jesus took the stripes on his back, many believe it was 39. The Bible never records that Jesus took 39 stripes. Paul said in Corinthians, five times have I taken lashes, 40 minus one, right? 39, because in Jewish tradition, it was customary to take 39 lashes because that was all a human could take. 40 was considered the death penalty. Cause that's just too much. Y'all can tell I studied a little bit, right? Okay, so let me, I got so much to give y'all. But this is my last one I'm going to give you, just for the prayer's sake. So we believe it was 39. But if the Romans flogged him or scourged him, their tradition was 13 stripes. I mean, not 13 stripes, 13 whips, 13 lash, 13 hits. Jewish custom, 39, but the Romans beat Jesus, not the Jews. So that means it was probably 13 strikes. But their whips had three leather straps attached to the wooden post with hooks and things on it. So every time they hit Jesus and pulled back, flesh ripped off of Jesus. Every time they whipped him, and pulled back another layer of flesh. They said by the time Jesus got to the cross, his bones were exposed. Woo! 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 So 13 of those, yet 
three straps. So technically, every one hit was three. Three times 13 is 39. It's quiet in here. Why are you making a big deal out of 39, pass it tie or tie or whatever you call me, homie, boy? Why are you making a big deal out of 39? Because there are 39 major cases of diseases in, medical, in the medical field. I feel like... No, 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 don't do that. Wait for me. Wait for me. There are 39 major cases of sicknesses, disease, and illnesses in the medical field. That is to say, y'all quiet and I'm going somewhere. Jesus took a stripe for every sickness and disease that exists in the whole world. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Whether it was 13 times 3 or 39, he took a strike for my sickness. The Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet from the inside out up and down left and right you are healed say I am healed believe it say I am healed bless your friends say you are healed not will be you are he took 39 stripes for that he covered, now put it up. Every say, I'm not glorifying this. That's why I don't even want him to be up there that long. Those are the 39 major classes of any illness. If you find yours up there, be glad it is. Because <laughs> if it's on the list, it's crossed out by the blood. Whoa. I'm talking to cancer, diabetes, HIV, uh, what, leukemia. Depression, mental health is all up there. Look at this one. Other disorders and unspecified effects of external causes. That's just so why. Anything that could ever affect you and bring you dis-ease, Jesus took a stripe. Oh, y'all not excited. I said, Dow, Jesus took a stripe for every emotional dis-ease, social dis-ease. Why every time they leave you, you fall apart? He took a stripe for that. I want to pray. This is what happened when you encounter Jesus. You encounter the cure. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.